Blog Talk Radio. distractions, 
confusion, depression, discouragement. Father, today we release those things to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, and we right now rebuke the devil in our atmosphere, O oh God, that we may hear what you have to say, O oh God. So, Father, right now we saturate the atmosphere with your Holy Spirit. We plead the blood over the atmosphere right now, O oh God, that we will hear what you have to say today, O oh God. Father, we release your anointing, your blessings, your glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to get past our past. Father, we want to move forward in you. And we know, O oh God, that the only way that we can do that is to get rid of the distractions, get rid of the pain and the hurt and everything, God, that's causing us to derail from the assignment, that's causing us, O oh God, to lose focus from your assignment. We thank you right now, O oh God. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Today, the Lord wants to speak to us concerning letting go of our past. Our past can become a hindrance into the future of what God has planned for us. When God sent us down here on earth in a fleshly body, he had already programmed what we needed to do. He had already programmed in us how we needed to get it done. But he did not guarantee us that obstacles would not come, that pain and discouragement and hurt would not come. Because there is a flesh and because the devil is, is in the atmosphere and he's working against the plan of God for our lives, God has let us know that he is here for us. We are not to dwell on our past or our past sins because of the grace of God. The grace of God has come so that we will be forgiven of our sins. Not so that we would forget the sin, but that we would be forgiven of our sins. So where grace abounds, there is freedom. So whatever has happened to us in our past, and it really damaged us mentally, physically, emotionally, and we're saying to ourselves, we have released the past. But there are things that will remind us that we have not released the past. So God wants us to know in order to move forward in him, we have to forget those things and press forward towards the goal that he has desired for us to press forward to. Now, how we're supposed to do that is through his Holy Spirit. He says that he sent us a comforter. And when we need him, he will be there for us. And through that grace that abounds through Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of our sins, forgiveness of our past, forgiveness of whatever it is we're going through, the Bible lets us know that it can be released up to God and he will take it from us. And we are now free to continue the mission that God has placed before us. But we cannot complete the mission if we're holding on to things of the past. And I know that they're painful. I know that they'll make us cry. I know that there are things that you feel like you can't forgive a person for. But God is saying that we have to forgive in order to move forward. Just as Jesus said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. We have to go to the Lord in prayer. And explain to God that we don't understand why we're going through, went through, or had this happen to us. It has damaged us emotionally, physically, in relationships, in family. Whatever it is, we need to spill it out before the Lord and just cry till we cannot cry anymore. And let him know that this situation hurt us and is hindering us from progressing on in Christ. Even though we try to wear a happy face, even though we try to say to ourselves it happened when I was young or, you know, whatever, I'm going to move forward in it. But the word of God lets us know that it can hinder unforgiveness or anything that has disturbed us and distressed us can stop the progress and the growth of God in our lives. And no matter how much we surrender ourselves to God, there's still that place 
that we have not surrendered to God, that dark place that we are holding on to. And God is saying in order for us to complete the mission, we have to give that spot to him as well. In order to complete the goal, we have to surrender all our hurts and pains unto the Lord. And we have to cry before him and show him that this thing really hurt us and that it really affected our growth in him. The Bible says in Philippians 3, put no confidence in the flesh because the flesh will convince you that you can handle this situation. The flesh will convince you that if you overlook it, it will go away. If you don't think about it, it won't affect you. But God is saying, even though you've done all of that and you know how to tell the story without crying and you know how to relate to other people that are hurting, deep down on the inside, you have put the confidence in the flesh and not in God because you've covered that dark area in your life and you let no one touch it. But God is saying he wants to touch that area of your life so that you can press towards the goal that he has for your life. So when we find ourselves stagnant in the word of God or stagnant in our anointing, in our mantles, or whatever it is spiritually that we're trying to, to reach that goal, we have to stop and say, God, why have I reached the wall? Why is it, God, that I'm not pressing in to your presence, to your glory? I'm surrendering it all to you, and God will tell you, no, you haven't given it all to me. And he will show you where you haven't given it to him, but you're holding it somewhere saying, I can handle it. I got it under control. But the Bible says in Philippians 3, do not put your confidence in the flesh. He says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those manipulators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcised, we who do worship by the Spirit, who glorify Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. He's saying that if... I've seen it all, and I know that I have put my confidence in the flesh. I am a witness that, yes, I could if I wanted to. I could. And he says in verse 7, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider it loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ Jesus. So we have to put our faith in Christ because whatever our flesh has told us, you can handle it. It's going to be okay. Get a strong faith. Put on your spiritual face and look like you, you've overcome even though you know you haven't overcome Look like you've handled it and you got it under control. And on the inside, there's a hindrance and a fight going on in the spirit realm that God is saying, I want this. And the enemy in the flesh is telling you, nope, don't give it to nobody. You just hold on to it. And you keep it there because you need to remember what happened to you. And you need to make sure it never happens again. And you need to make sure that this and this. And God is saying, give it to me. Because your salvation is your foundation to the, to the mission that God has given to you. And if there's anything that blocks your salvation, it's blocking your walk with Christ. It's blocking your goals, your missions in life. So you have to be able to release these things to, to God and not have the confidence in the flesh. And when you release these things to God, that means going into your private time with him and allowing God to reveal and minister to you and comfort you out of that situation. And a way to not put confidence in the flesh is whatever happened to you, whether it's molestation, whether it's rape, whether it's uh, backbiting, whether it's whatever hurt you, 
in the family and friends and coworkers, whatever it is, there has to be room for forgiveness from you. Even if the other person, there you have to forgive because your salvation is at stake. Your confidence in knowing who God is beyond where you're at right now is at stake. So you have to be able to press forward in Christ, which means you have to grow. You have to stay focused in what God has called you to do. So he's saying, I do not put confidence in my flesh, but I do put it in Christ Jesus. I do put it in the word of God. So when you begin to not have confidence in your flesh, your life will run a lot smoother in God. You'll get more revelation concerning your life, your destiny, your purpose, your call upon. When you begin to release these things to God, you count it all lost for the sake of your salvation. And you take the emotions out of it once God has healed you of it. And then you can effectively go and help others. But it's hard to help others when you yourself is still hurting. Because you'll look at a person and you'll say, yeah, I've gone through that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I've been through that. But you're pouring bitterness into another person because you're still bitter. But when God has been given that situation and you released the tears over to him and you released the emotions to him, you can now pour the spirit of God into someone else that's going through what you have already gone through because you're focused on the mission and not on the emotions. You're focused on your purpose, and you're not focused on the flesh. And how can I get back at the person? Or how can, you know, this person be destroyed for what they've done to me? But you're focused on the mission. And that's what he's letting us know. Do not put your confidence in flesh, which changes often. But in the word of God, in the spirit of God, that is always the same no matter what. So then we go over into pressing towards the goal. The goal in our life, because we've been put down here on this earth, is salvation, not only for ourselves, but for others. So we have to come out in order to help others. We can't, dis- we can't talk to others about what we've come out of and we haven't truly come out. So God is saying to us, there is a purpose for your life. We're chasing God for destiny, but we're not giving him everything. We have spots in our lives that we're holding on to, and we still want to press toward the mark. And God is saying, no, it can't be that way. I've got to have those dark spots because what's going to happen if God begins to make you a household name or God begins to use you in in a miraculous way, those dark spots, the enemy will begin to bring them back up. And now you can't minister effectively. Now you can't encourage effectively because you're warring still with something from your past. You're warring still with something of a hurt and a pain to you. But when you give God that situation, you can freely press towards your mark. And you can say with confidence that you are free from it that the enemy that hurts you can no longer come up and hurt you. So now when you see other people going through it, you can confidently help them and walk away knowing you did your best to help them. But when you're hurting like they're hurting, you'll walk away second-guessing yourself saying, did I say the right thing? Did I think the right thing? Did I do? Because you're still confident in the flesh. We cannot put confidence in what the flesh tells us to do. Our salvation is our foundation. And from there we begin to build in knowing God and building our relationship with God. So as we build our relationship with God, he begins to reveal things that we've forgotten about or we put on the back burner or whatever, and he'll bring it back up and say, okay, this is what's hindering the revelation. This is what's hindering you from moving forward. It's something from your past, something you buried. 
and then you deal with that issue, and then God will open up more heaven to you, and then he'll show you something else. And then you deal with that situation, and then more revelation begins to come. And you're building your relationship with God while purging yourself from the past, purging yourself from the hurt and the shame that you've gone through in your life. God is a God of purpose. He put us down here and gave us the purpose. Now, we are walking out the purpose every day. But in order for him to reveal that purpose, we have to allow him to cleanse us. And we have to stay focused on purpose and not on flesh. So he says, I'm pressing towards my goal. I'm pressing towards the mark that God sent me down here to complete. Every one of us have a purpose. Every one of us have a goal that we're pressing towards. But because of our hurts and our pains that we've experienced in the flesh, it hinders us from moving forward. So he says in verse 12, now, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus told me Took, took hold of, I'm sorry, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, we're in a spiritual battle. And heaven is our goal. Salvation is our goal. Our focus is spiritual before it becomes flesh. Our focus is God before it becomes a job, a house, or anything else. Those things are added to us. Those things are our reasonable service. But the spiritual goal is our focus. It's not about anything else but the foundation of God in our lives. I press towards the mark. He didn't say the mark of a house, the mark of a car. He said, I'm pressing towards God, the heaven bound towards God, which means my spiritual man's growth is more important than my flesh because God said that all things will be added unto me when I seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I don't have to pray for those things. All I have to do is ask, and it will be given to me. But where is our goal for today? Going into this week, we have to face reality of our past hurts. If you met the person today that hurt you, how would you react to them? That will tell you if you're past it or not, if God has purged you from it. Would you want to just fuss at them and be angry? Would you want to just cut them and, and just let them know, hey, I'm, I'm not unappreciated? Or could you look at them in a pure love, not in that fake love that we give as Christians and say I'm over it, but a love that God has placed in your heart for that person, that even though they hurt you, your, their salvation is more important than the hurt they placed upon you. Their life in Christ is more important than them molesting you, than them raping you. What would you do if you saw those people today? How would you react to them? If you want to get rid of the pain, you can sit down and write the person a letter and tell them how bad they hurt you. Tell them how you felt when they were hurting you. And at going towards the end of the letter, talk to God. And say, God, I poured myself into this letter. And if I were to see this person, these are the words I would say. But God, now I need you to heal me. I've released the pain to you in this letter. Now, God, come in with your Holy Spirit and comfort me so that I can move forward towards the goal that you have placed in my life. God, I know the goal is not visual to me yet because I'm hindered by my pain. 
I'm hindered by the distractions. And my emotions, it has taken over my spirit man. And I have allowed it to be stronger than my spirit man. Once you are honest with God, he will come in and let the devil know that he has to go. Because you have released the pain to God. You have turned over that situation to God. And he looks at the devil and he says, you can no longer hurt this person with this pain. Because I have it now. And their flesh does not have it anymore. So next time it's brought up, next time it's thought about, next time you can truly say, thank you, God, for taking that away from me. We have to press towards the mark of our spirit man first, which is God revealed to me what I have not given to you. Reveal to me, God, the pain of the divorce, the pain of me losing my job, the anger that I have towards a person. Reveal those things to me, God, because they're hindering my future. They're hindering me from moving forward in you, God. Because I'm ready, God, to release it to you. I'm ready, God, to let it go. I'm ready. And God will reveal to you the hindrances. Because he need us to press towards the mark. He need us to press towards the goal that he has set for us. He says in 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So we're continuing the work of Christ Jesus. Jesus said, okay, I've completed the hard part. My grace abounds in you. And I'm not saying recap on your sins or recap on anything because the grace of God is in all of that once we repent. But it's the emotions of it that we're not letting go. It's the emotions of it that the devil is telling us God didn't forgive you. That person is still going to get you. This is still going to happen. That's the part we have to give to God. We've repented, and God has forgiven. And it's forgiven and forgotten. But it's our emotions that continue to hold on to it. He says, I I have to press towards the goal. I have to press toward the mark. We have to stay focused. We have to stay focused on the spiritual fight that we're in. Because if we get distracted with the natural fight, where is the spiritual fight going? Because whatever you conquer in the spirit realm is conquered in the natural. So you can't take the natural and try to conquer the spiritual. Because God is spiritual. And the devil is spiritual. So we have to go into the spirit realm and fight with the blood of Jesus, fight with the word of God. We have to fight. And if we look at Esther, when Esther was presented with her situation in verse 12, it said when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your family, your father's family, will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Esther had gotten a little bit off track. She was so excited about being in the king's palace so excited about what was going on around her and that she may be the next queen, that she gave a kind of a lame excuse for what Mordecai should do. And Mordecai had to kind of spiritually slap her and say, you know what, you don't have to do this. 
because God will raise up someone who will do it, but you shall perish for it. Now, you can lose your focus for that split second and have someone in your life to slap you around and say, you know what, wake up, because this is a mission God has given to you. He will use someone else, but he gave this mission for you. And you are the one that needs to complete it. It's so easy to be distracted from the goal, from the purpose. And she knew going in that they were messing with the Jews. She knew going in the history of her family and them being bothered by him. So she forgot all of that that brought her to where she's at. So when the devil just comes in and he makes you forget the goal, the mission, and God is saying, I need you to focus. I need you to get in there and do what you're supposed to do. We have to fight this battle through God, in God, with God, and all will be well with us. God's grace is in our lives. God has come for us to be restored back to him. Jesus came so that we will be strong in the spirit realm, so that we will know that God is our God. We have to press towards the mark. What is the goal that God has placed in you and you're wondering why hasn't it come forth? Why, God, are there hindrances? What's going on, God? Because I know what you've shown me and told me, but then when I look at my life, it's not there. What is it that you need to forget and now move forward in God? What is it that you need God to deal with and then be able to move forward in him? We, are, we have to throw up our hands to God and say, this situation is not going to stop me. This problem, this occurrence in my life will not hinder me, but I will fight the good fight of faith. And I believe, God, that your spirit will come and help me through this. We thank God that we will not allow our past to hinder our future. We will not allow our past to throw us off from the goal that God has for us. The goal that God has for us is already in you, and you're fighting towards it, and you see, the, you see it, but yet there's something. And what we need to find out is what is that's something that's hindering us. Why can't we break through that wall? We need God to speak to us and tell us what it is. The only way he's going to speak to us is if we ask him to show us. We have to ask God to reveal to us what's hindering us from going to the next level in him. And he will begin to reveal those things to us. God is able. God is able. He says, I press towards that mark. I will not have confidence in my flesh. I will not take confidence in my flesh. And after all the flesh has convinced you of and you follow the flesh, you may think, well, it's not failed me yet. But there's a spirit man that's crying out for you to come and allow God to reveal things to you that you do not know. There's a spirit man that's crying out in you that is saying, come and commune and worship God so that he may help you complete the task that is before you. 
God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Even though the pain in our lives may seem to show us that that is the case. But once we run to God and we pour it out to him, we'll find out that he's been waiting all along for us to come and give it over to him. So whatever it is we're going through today that's from our past that we really do need to deal with, that we really do need to cry out to God about, we're saying today, give it to Jesus. Whether it's alone, whether it's with someone you trust, but we have to give it over to Jesus. We have to forgive. We have to move forward. We have to cry and release the tears of the pain of whatever it is we've gone through. And then we have to say, God, take it. I can't bear this anymore. I don't want to hide it anymore. I don't want to act like it's not there, God, but I want to be healed from it. And when you release it to God, he will come in and take the pain away. And he'll use his spiritual sewing machine or needle and he'll stitch up that pain that you had and the scar will be gone and healed. And you can move in freedom and in peace. You don't have to put on your big girl or big boy face. You don't have to fake it. But you will truly be healed from whatever it is that has caused you this pain. The past Let God deal with it. Your goals, where you're trying to get to, let God show you. So no matter what, it's all about Jesus, the foundation of your salvation, the foundation of who you are in Christ is Jesus. And he wants whatever it is you're going through today. So, Father, we thank you right now, God. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. Father, as your people come before you today and they begin to release everything that they have and they begin to reveal, oh God, the pain that they've been holding on the inside, the anger that they've been holding on the inside, God. Right now, oh God, we bind the devil from the atmosphere of their pain. We bind the devil right now, O God, from any distractions that he may present to them. But, God, we tell them right now to release it to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask your Holy Spirit to come and comfort them right now, O God. Lord, dispatch your angels, O God, to go to them, Lord, and minister. And let them know, O God, that you're there and your revelation and truth and surety is there with them, God. And that you haven't left them. You saw when it happened, you were there. But God, they are crying out to you now to take the pain away. They're crying out to you right now, God, to restore them and give them a renewed sense. In you, O God, that nothing will hinder them from moving forward in who you are. Father, touch your people today, Lord God. Empower them, God. Give them revelation of your word, your love, Lord God, your grace, your blood. Give them revelation, God, that they may move forward in you. Have no confidence in the flesh, Lord God. But in everything that they do, they seek your face, God. In everything that they do, O God, they will come and worship you. God, come. We ask you to come right now, O God. As the tears begin to flow down their face, Lord. As they begin to tell you that they don't know what they're going to do, O God. And how they're going to handle it. Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to come right now, O God. And just embrace them in a way that they've never been embraced before. Wipe their tears away, O God, in a way that only you can do, O God. And bring peace, God, that you promised. That we would not understand how we receive that peace in such a terrible situation. Lord, we need you right now. 
We're calling out to you right now. We're chasing after you right now, O oh God. But, Lord, we want to do your will. We want to do your will, Lord God. But we need you to take the pain away. We need you, God, to help us reach our goal. Father, we give your name all the praise. We give your name all the glory. We surrender ourselves to you, O oh God, and only you. We worship you and we praise you. We love you today, God, as you loved us first. Father, we thank you. You're worthy of all our praise, O oh God, as we seek your face, God. As we seek you, O oh God, we give your name praise, God. We thank you, O oh God. And every demonic spirit, God, that's coming against us, coming against our thoughts, coming against the word, coming against whatever it is trying to encourage us, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus and we cast it into outer darkness in Jesus' name. And, Father, we release your honor, your glory, your honor, your praise right now in our lives, Lord. Father, right now, we just release right now your knowledge and understanding in the atmosphere, O oh God, that everything the devil is speaking negatively into our flesh, into our minds, into our emotions, God, we bind him from the atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we release your glory, your praise, your honor into the atmosphere, God. Give us the breakthrough that we're looking for, O oh God. Lord, give us the understanding that we're looking for right now, O oh God. Give us the peace, God, that we're looking for from you right now, O oh God. We're seeking your face. We don't want to have confidence in the flesh anymore, O oh God, but we want to have confidence in who you are in our lives, that our foundation of salvation may be sure in you, O oh God. And whatever we do that doesn't please you, O oh God, we ask right now, that you help us to take it away, God, because we want to be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise right now. We love you, O oh God, for we know, God, that you will take this pain away. We know, O oh God, that you are going to heal us, God. We know, O oh God, that we will not live a defeated life, but we will live a life that's pleasing unto you. You're worthy, God. You're so worthy. And we give you praise, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. So as we begin to just thank God for what he's done, what he's going to do, and what we are going to release over to him, no matter how bad it hurts us, no matter how bad we've held on to it and we just feel like God can't help us with that situation, Right now, we release it over to God. Right now, I want you to just talk to God about it. Just sit down with a towel or some tissue or something and say, God, this really hurt me. You know, when I lost my job, it really hurt me. When I was raped or molested, it really hurt me. When I had gotten a divorce, it, it damaged me, God. And you begin to explain that to him. And once you release that pain with your tears, allow the Holy Spirit to come and heal that area. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and put together whatever, whatever has disconnected you in that area. That you may be able to love again, be restored, be renewed. That God may have control. And you can continue on in Christ Jesus. Putting the past behind us means giving it over to God, those things that hurt us. Putting the past behind us means freely walking in who Christ is in our lives. Putting the past behind us means that we don't, when the devil brings it up, we don't worry about it anymore because God has restored us from it. He's forgiven us. He's He's wiped it away. 
putting the past behind us and pressing towards the goal, focused on what God has called us to do. The prize is yours. It's promised to you. Salvation is promised. Heaven is promised. But we got to stay focused. We got to keep our eye on Jesus. We got to stay where Jesus is. Put not your trust in your flesh. Delight, as Psalms tells us, Psalms 1 and 2, delight yourself in the Lord, and on his law meditate day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yield its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And that's what is promised to us when we release ourselves over to God. Everything you do will prosper at that point because your faith is in Christ and not in your flesh. And you're pressing towards the goals that God has given you and not your flesh. It's promised to you. But we have to meditate on the word of God day and night that we may be focused, that we may be able to hear the voice of God. You want to hear the voice of God, then give it over to him. You want him to open heavens to you, then give it over to him. Whatever you're crying out to God that I want to know more, I want to be used by you, then allow him to heal the hurts and pains from your past. Allow him to speak into that hurt. And then you can move forward in Christ Jesus. So we thank God for teaching us this week to let it go, let it be. Because what you think you're holding on to and nobody sees it, God sees it. What you think you're holding on to and nobody knows, God knows. And the devil is using it to keep you bound. The devil is using it. To keep you from moving forward And we don't want to live like that We want to be free in Christ Jesus And we want the grace of God to abound In our lives So we thank God for this day We thank God for renewing us We thank God for his presence We thank God for everything that he's done So let us pray Father we thank you right now Father, as we go away from this, we know that there are some things that we need to talk to you about. As we leave this broadcast, God, we know there are some things, God, that we need to discuss. We need to give it over to you. We need to let it go. We need your Holy Spirit to come and heal us and speak to us. Father, we need you right now. We don't want to be angry anymore. We don't want to cry anymore. We don't want to hurt anymore, God. We want to give it to you. And you replace it with your joy. You replace it with your peace. God, you replace it with a hug from you. Well, we thank you right now for teaching us the revelation of your word, revealing your word to us, God, that we may move forward in who you are, that we may move forward, O oh God, in what you promised us, that we may see that promise come to pass, Lord. We thank you right now, and we have confidence in your word. We have confidence, O oh God, in who you are. We will move this mountain from our lives, Lord God. We will not allow this mountain to defeat us or block us from getting closer to you. We thank you, God, for everything that you've done. We love you, and we give you praise in Jesus' name.
Yeah. 